What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The Carolina Panthers have not thrown more than 17 touchdown passes in any of the last three seasons. Get ready for at least 18 touchdown passes this year. Baker Mayfield is here to save DJ Moore's fantasy value, to boost DJ Moore's fantasy value. Fingers crossed. Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers. Woo! All right. Adam Azer, Heath Cummings, Jamie Eisenberg. Give me a big, sexy reaction, Heath Cummings. DJ Moore is my number six wide receiver. Whoa. You should draft him in the second round ahead of Debo Samuel and CeeDee Lamb. Whoa, I didn't know you were getting that sexy. Wow, take it off. <laughs> Jamie, give me some reaction here. Yeah, I, I I I didn't expect to be the high guy on DJ Moore, but I'm not going to be the high guy if that's where you're taking him. Uh, but he's he's now a, a third-round receiver if he wasn't already and, and should be considered a top-10 guy in PPR. Non-and-half PPR is going to be the interesting formats for him because of the touchdowns and Hopefully that changes, but you got to be a little bit more excited about DJ Moore and and Christian McCaffrey for that matter because of the uh, hopeful hopeful upgrade at quarterback right now. Okay, very interesting. So really, number six, Heath. Uh, number six, yeah. Uh, listen, I that might be a little bit high, but I really I don't know that we can overstate how bad DJ Moore's quarterback play. Now Teddy Bridgewater did some things between the twenties that are very similar to what Baker Mayfield's done over his career in terms of yards per attempt. But Teddy Bridgewater's always been a low touchdown guy. So he fit right into that same thing. Baker Mayfield has actually been slightly above league average in that regard last year in an abysmal worst year of his career. When he played 14 games and was hurt for half of them, he threw 17 touchdowns. I think they probably throw 10 more touchdown passes this year. And as Jamie always makes the good point, DJ Moore's always had a high percentage of his team's receiving touchdowns. He just didn't score very many because the Panthers never wait, threw. Wait a many. second. I, you did it again. No, that's Adam who's <laughs> always made that, that point. Time. Yes, very good. Very, very clever. Let me ask, let me ask you a question. Th- this was Jarvis Landry's best year with Baker Mayfield in, in 2019. 138 targets, 83 catches, 1174 yards, and six touchdowns. You know what DJ Moore did that exact same season? 2019, he had, had, what, 1,235 targets, 87 catches, 1,175 yards, and four touchdowns. The numbers are identical except for a two-touchdown difference, essentially. And so the hope would be is that DJ Moore's talent at this point in his career, better than Jarvis Landry's at that point in his career. I'm going to guess they're probably around the same age at that point. Um, Jarvis two years ago uh, or three years ago and DJ Moore now. Um, Somebody can check that if they want to. Uh, But in any event... I don't want to get too overexcited about DJ Moore. I think he might be a little too overexcited about him, but it's not far off. I mean, he's still going to be a top 10 guy for me 
uh, I, I do think that this helps him and hopefully t- pushes him to the next level. I think also that year, Jamie, 2019, I'll look yes. right now. I think Odell Beckham was also a thousand yard receiver that year. So I know Baker Mayfield oh. at one point has given us 2,000 yard receivers. DJ Moore is going to, you would think, dominate targets more than, yeah. So he had Landry at 1,174 yards and Beckham at 1,035 yards, and they both had over 130 targets. So, yeah, I mean, really. That was a lot more competition than what DJ Moore is going to deal with. I I did just look it up. That was Jarvis Landry's age 27 season. DJ Moore somehow just turned 25. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, so by putting him sixth, Heath, you're also, I'm assuming, putting him... I know you're putting him out of a CD Lamb. You're a little lower on Lamb, but uh, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen? I've got more Allen Evans. Wow. All right. That's bold, baby. That's where, sexy. You want a sexy. He gave it to he, you. That is really like, holy cows, that's sexy. So this, I'm going to have to put an NC-17 rating on this uh, episode. <laughs> so what about Jamie McCaffrey's number one for you then now, right? <clears throat> um, in the projections, McCaffrey is number one. I think um, it's a risk decision that you should make. Whether you, I think Christian McCaffrey is probably more likely to get hurt than Jonathan Taylor. But Christian McCaffrey has more upside than Jonathan Taylor, too. So you have to make that decision. But I have McCaffrey one in the projections. I'm not sure who I'm going to settle on in the rankings. What about uh, for you, Jamie, DJ Moore compared to T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, guys that might go mid-round three after A.J. Brown, after Evans, after Keenan Allen? Where's Moore in that group? Oh, I, I, I'm, when, when I uh, get to my rankings following this podcast, he will be ahead of Tyreek Hill. He will be ahead of uh, A.J. Brown. He will be right behind the two guys that you mentioned in terms of Keenan Allen and Mike Evans. He's Like I said, he's not far uh, from me. But I'm not drafting him in round two, um, but I also wasn't drafting Debo Samuel in round two. So um, I, I, I love the upside. You know, again, it's it's you're looking at a guy that's been, you know, hovering around 90 catches, uh, you know, hovering around 1,200 yards receiving, four touchdowns. You know, if he gets somewhere uh, bumps in, in, in those numbers, which I think he's capable of, you, you know, I, I think you've heard me say this a lot prior to the the trade of Stefan Diggs going to Buffalo and then DJ Moore's kind of, you know, taking that mantle of was he going to be the receiver that we never see his stats match his play? I don't know if this is the quarterback that helps him right. get that, but it's closer to it, certainly. I mean, Sam Darnold basically gives you no chance to have success. And that, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation. Baker gives you, if he's right, a chance to have success. It's 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 a slight upgrade with a chance to be a very big upgrade. Yeah, and I, I think like even looking at last year, like we saw more target wise, almost earned ten targets per game, one hundred and sixty three targets over seventeen games. His yards per target collapsed seven point one last year. That was a yard and a half worse than he had ever been before. A yard and a half worse than his second worst year, and now his career average. If he's in that eight and a half target range and earning one hundred and fifty targets and scoring at even an even six touchdowns, he's definitely a top 10 wide receiver. It's just whether he can get that seventh or eighth, whether he can get to 100 catches. Okay, quick counterpoint. Baker Mayfield has never thrown for 4,000 yards. He's never even thrown for 3,900 yards. So... Yeah, I've got him at 4,100, I think. But he's never played 17 games. No, but he played 16 games twice and didn't have... He also yards. set the rookie record prior to Justin Herbert breaking it of 27 touchdowns in his rookie season. He did. I mean, yeah. You know, th- th- 
this is a number one overall pick. You know, it's not not to hang your hat no, on those things. Bad. Obviously, Darnold was a top five pick. He's an upgrade, but, no question. But he's not. Well, I, let, I, I let's know, let's let's try it this way, Adam. Yeah. Seven four thousand yards over seventeen games is two hundred and thirty five yards per game. He averaged two hundred and sixty six in his rookie year and two thirty nine in his second year. So twice, well, he's been over that on a per game basis. Four thousand yards is really for me more of a. 16 game measuring stick, honestly. Like he in his 16 game seasons, he did not throw for 4,000 yards. So that's, I do not have him on yeah, a 16 but, game pace for 4,000 yards. I know. know right. uh, again, I know where you're going with it, Adam, and, and, and certainly that matters. Derek Carr started his career with how many straight seasons of not going over 4,000 yards, and Mark Cooper and Michael Crabtree, you know, had certainly some big seasons, you know, with, with their quarterback not being successful, which is one example. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Moore doesn't need Baker Mayfield to be a 5,000 yard passer to return value on this. I mean, Debo Samuel was a 1,400-yard receiver last year. Was Jimmy Garoppolo over 4,000, 1,400-yard uh, receiver No. last year? Was Jimmy Garoppolo over 4,000-yard passer? I, maybe in 17 games, maybe. I I don't know, but he probably... Well, I mean, he missed games, you know, so he, I doubt he was. Uh, 3,800 in 15 games, so he certainly would have been over 4,000. Right. No, it's so, a good point. You know, if, if DJ Moore comes close to 1,400 yards based on the receptions that he should have, and let's just say he gets to six touchdowns, he's going to be a top 10 receiver. Six touchdowns, top ten. If he's if if he's getting the same targets and he's at fourteen hundred yards based on just the numbers that he's been averaging, I mean that's a hundred catch guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've got a ninety-seven, fourteen oh two, and seven touchdowns. Um, if I took one touchdown away, he would still be uh, like seventh or eighth. Okay, so I think. Uh, you know, you get to that two-three turn, and you start looking at Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, the AJ Brown. Jamie, you just said you're going to put him ahead of Tyree Hill. You're going to put him ahead of AJ Brown. Why over? Why are both of you putting him over AJ Brown? Uh, for me, it's the reception total. You know, I I think Brown will score more touchdowns and might have a bigger ceiling, but I think you know DJ Moore's reception total. Like this is just a, a PPR argument. You know, he's going to challenge for 100 catches if things go right. I don't see A.J. Brown probably topping 80 to 85. Give me half PPR then, A.J. Brown or D.J. Moore. Brown. I think I'll still have more higher, um, but I've got him projected for more yards. There's still also like A.J. Brown comes with they, – they've both got risk, but A.J. Brown comes with the, the risk that he's not been able to be the player that we think he can be over a full season yet. Give me your thoughts on – Christian McCaffrey, does this change anything for him? I think the most catches for a Browns running back in the Mayfield era is 47, I believe. Uh, Now, of course, Kareem Hunt in 2019 had 37 catches in only eight games. But, yeah, that's the 47 is the most for a running back in the the Baker Mayfield-Browns era. Does this change anything? No. I think it's more upside. I think the thing with McCaffrey is still the same. He get 13-plus games from Christian McCaffrey. He's probably going to be the number one running back. He's probably going to be the number one per game. Um, he's played 10 games the last two years. You know, that's that's the question you have to ask yourself. Is he going to stay healthy? If you feel comfortable with that, you know, and, and again, I, I perfectly understand how hypocritical I sound that I still have Jonathan Taylor ranked ahead of McCaffrey, even though McCaffrey and, and Heath said the same thing. We, we can see where, where the ceiling is for him. You know, you've seen, you know, two years of over 29 PPR points per game. One was a three-game sample size. Uh, but of the f- five games that he started and finished last year, the A's are stat to crap out of this again. 
of the five games that he started and finished, four of those 24 or more PPR points. You know, the upside is there. Nobody does what that guy does. And Mayfield should hopefully enhance that once again. Okay. <clears throat> and I think Cam Newton did not have a good track record of throwing to running backs. And then Christian McCaffrey caught 116 passes in 2019. <laughs> yeah, McCaffrey does just completely obliterates that right. past throwing to running backs thing. All right, how about Robbie Anderson and Terrace Marshall, guys? Are they on your radar now? Well, Robbie wasn't thrilled, I think, about this move happening when it was being rumored. Right. So is he going to retire? Awkward. <laughs> um, I do have a, I just traded Terrace Marshall in, in uh, the Dynasty League that Heath and I are in to Dan Schneier. And I have a little little remorse you know, just because <laughs> now there's there's a chance for him to... Yep. I, I always thought there was a chance for him anyway, but th- there's, there's a chance for him now to be better, especially if Robbie does you know, miss any time or, or leaves. <laughs> um, but th- these are two good dart throws later. Obviously, you take a chance on Robbie first. And maybe a chance for uh, Tommy Trimble. Uh, ben McAdoo's offense has featured the tight end in the past. Baker Mayfield has looked towards them in the red zone. Their, their tight ends, if or Ian Thomas, whoever is the best tight end for the Panthers, could uh, could have some, some real late-round appeal. Any dynasty changes? Any other than DJ Moore? Any major dynasty changes? And where are you going to put more in your dynasty rankings? Uh, he was already top twelve, so he'll probably be sixth or so, seventh or eighth, maybe low end top ten wide receiver. Um, and Trimble and Marshall are both guys you just make sure are stashed. Okay, you know I think people in the fantasy community. It's very funny. I just got a notification that it's my draft pick, even though I don't own a team in the uh, Dynasty League. Must, oh, be right. ja- must be Jamie's draft pick. Uh, DJ Let's Moore is a guy line. that I think fantasy analysts think is so good. And now Mayfield is a good enough quarterback, I think, where now we, we have to put our money where our mouth is, right? Um, I mean, First off, DJ Moore is a wide receiver who has been so good. Since the start of 2019, there are four players in all of football who have more receiving yards than DJ Moore. They are Devontae Adams, Cooper Cups, Stephon Diggs, and Travis Kelsey. DJ Moore is fifth over that time period with over 3,500 receiving yards over the last three seasons. I'm out. He actually did have to go. So that was a terrific. Adam, we're going to get our guy. <laughs> Mike Chubb. Okay. So it's, t- it's time to see if we're right about DJ Moore and all he needs is a better quarterback. Uh, Jamie, a final question for you. Are the Panthers going to make the playoffs? I was having that conversation with a few uh, NFL media people um, when the trade happened. And first question was that we were discussing, are they now better than the Saints? I would say no. They're not better than the Bucks. So you just look at their division, right? Yeah. So I don't think they're better than the Saints, but they're certainly closer. But they could you be, know. right? That's not a definitive one. This is this is a a very solid roster. They have a very good defensive line. You know, they've tried to rebuild their secondary. Um, the offense. I mean, you think about it. If Baker is what he was two years ago when he got the Browns to you know within a play of essentially going to the AFC Championship game, um, if if he's that guy again, and McCaffrey's healthy, you have a legit player at the wide receiver position that we just discussed. You have one of the best players overall in football, McCaffrey, and you have a better quarterback with a defense that's on the rise. And so um, when you look at the NFC and you look at the playoff contenders, you have the Rams, you have the Bucks, the Packers, the 49ers, the Cardinals, um, Vikings, Eagles. Giants. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Vikings, Eagles, Cowboys, I would say. I'm probably missing one there. Uh, And I'll put the Saints in that category as well. Um, Washington has a chance, I think. 
I think Washington has a chance. I think the Panthers now have a chance. This is going to sound funny, but I think the Lions actually have a chance. Um, you know, th- this is a team that's that's rebuilt themselves. Their defense can bounce back. Um, really, the teams that you look at and say they don't have a chance, to be honest with you, are the Seahawks right now because of their quarterback situation and the Falcons. And the Giants. And the Bears. I know, no, the I, Giants, don't, I don't agree with the Bears. I think the Bears, I think it's a long shot. You need You need Justin Fields to be awesome. You need Justin Fields to be awesome. You need Daniel Jones to be awesome. And you probably need Baker Mayfield to be awesome. You know, and that's where it comes down to. You know, how good can these quarterbacks push these teams over the top? Hey, so Panthers now put themselves in position to be one of the better teams in football. See, this is, this is, look at this better, comment. Excuse me, better, better than they were, not better teams. This is this comment here from Terminated Account, which is a funny name uh, in YouTube. You have to be extremely naive to think that DJ Moore is going to perform better with Baker Mayfield, having seen Landry and Odell Beckham underperform with him year after year. I mean, there's something to that, right? I mean, there's something to that, but you, give me your give me your take on that. It's fair. Uh, Beckham was a shell of himself and battled injuries, and Landry, you know, is a different kind of receiver than than DJ Moore. Uh, but you know, it's it's valid. You know, you had still Beckham. You know, as he showed last year, you know, with better quarterback play, he was he was pretty productive with Matthew Stafford and the Rams, and and looked, you know, like he was building toward getting back to that level. And, you know, we'll see what, what Landry has left, you know, changing quarterbacks and going to, you know, a different situation. But I think you also have to factor in the scenarios. You know, the Browns were so run heavy um, with that team. And, you know, I think, you know, you're, you're, you got to hope. And, and, and again, it's, it's a hope. Which Baker shows up? Is it the Baker that, you know, I, I said this about Ezekiel Elliott yesterday, you know, is always he's playing through an injury. But when he was playing well, we didn't really focus on the injury so much. You know, Baker was playing through some significant injuries, but he was still out there playing. And so you have to take that into account. You can't age or stat those. And so I think, you know, hopefully DJ Moore gets the best of Baker Mayfield, but it doesn't necessarily have to be Baker Mayfield being the best of himself or even a superstar quarterback. He just has to be a little bit better than Sam Darnold, and that's going to be a pretty good receiver at a DJ Moore. Not just that. But he's going to throw. They're going to throw more than seventeen touchdowns. You know, hopefully they throw somewhere around twenty-five touchdowns. Um, the the other thing you're missing in this uh, Beckham Landry thing is they had each other, and when one of them was out, the other one was a lot better. You know, you, there were those terrible weather games that Cleveland had, but the last five games of the twenty, I want to say twenty twenty season, Jarvis Landry was on pace for almost twelve hundred yards in sixteen games. That was a sixteen game pace. So that's the thing about DJ Moore. He's such a target hog. And last year, he was a green zone target hog. If you didn't hear the show that we did earlier today, he had 35% of his team's green zone targets. That's targets inside the 10-yard line. There were only four players in football who had a higher percentage of their team's green zone targets. Uh, so, you know, he's just the, the alpha. There's no question about it. And um, was one, oh, and this last comment here is a good one, but again, have to disagree. Uh, the only thing I'll say is Baker is going to be playing with a terrible offensive line. He's one of the worst under-pressure quarterbacks they in the league. They just upgraded in a big way. They upgraded the entire offseason. They have one of the most upgraded offensive lines in theory. They signed se- uh, Baltimore center Bradley Bozeman. They signed Rams guard Austin Corbett. Uh, and they drafted Iki Aquanu sixth or seventh, seventh overall, I think. So uh, I think sixth, whatever it was. This offensive line is much different than it was last year. Can't guarantee it's going to be better, but I don't think it's going to be any worse. All right, Jamie, thank you very much for your time. Hope everybody enjoyed this bonus pod. Appreciate all the feedback. Would love to hear it if you want to email fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. 
Uh, that's the letter I, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Love to hear your thoughts on DJ Moore, on McCaffrey, on Baker Mayfield, etc. Um, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com.